I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travellers. Inspiration, advice and tips on finding and having a luxurious travel experience on both land and at sea. For more, visit tipsfortravellers.com where travellers is spelled with two L's the UK way. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Tips for Travellers. And today we're off to a place which I had thought was going to be rather tacky and not very exciting and ended up really, really loving. And it's the Gold Coast in Australia. And a lot of people, when they heard that we were going to the Gold Coast, kind of screwed up their noses and were like, oh, really? And it was really just the most fantastic place and had a really great time. So I'm going to share with you my tips, advice and observations on the Gold Coast and tell you why I thought it was such a great place to go. It's uh, just under 100 kilometers from Brisbane in Queensland, and Brisbane is the capital of Queensland, so it's right there on the east coast of Australia. It's unashamedly a fun holiday destination. It has fabulous weather, incredible beaches, it's got theme parks, it's got activities, loads of restaurants, and tourism is its only real reason for its existence. It gets 10 million visitors a year. And so it's a real hub, a real pulsating tourist place. It has 40 kilometers of beaches and it actually has uh, 260 kilometers of inland canals, which the locals live along. So you could argue that 40 kilometers of beaches is for tourists and that 260 kilometers of inland canals is for locals to live on. And some of them are natural, but many of them are man-made because I guess everyone wanted to live by the river. And it's quite an unusual uh, uh, place to look at, particularly when you look at it from high, and I'll talk about how you can look at it from high, both uh, you know uh, in aircraft, but also on a very tall building, the Q1 t- building, and you get a real sense of uh, um, the Gold Coast. It's it's quite an unusual place, uh, but very uh, very unusual and very beautiful place to live. It's claimed its name now. There's a little bit of dispute around how it got its name, uh, the Gold Coast. But it's claimed that its name was given to it originally by real estate developers in the 1940s when they referred to the region as the Gold Coast, when they were trying to attract people to the sort of undeveloped part of the world. It was officially applied to it in 1958, so it officially became known as the Gold Coast when the local government renamed themselves to the Gold Coast. Now, there's not a lot of history there. There's very few settlements historically. There was some farming of uh, the red cedar trees inland, but basically, it was really it it, it was created from uh, this, this sort of empty part of the world. It was built up as a holiday destination for wealthy Brisbane residents. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, way back when people weren't flying around and stuff, and they were drawn by the incredible beaches. Now, it really kicked off in the 1920s when a guy called Jim Cavill opened the Surface Paradise Hotel, which actually later became the Hard Rock Cafe and Paradise Towers. But basically, uh, you know, Gold Coast is fabulous for surfing and he created the Surface Paradise Hotel. And from then onwards, it just grew and grew and grew. In the 1970s, it uh, took off big time. And then finally an airport was opened, its own airport. So before, I guess, you flew into Brisbane. But in the 1980s, in 1981, actually, its own airport was opened in the Gold Coast. And that's really when it took off. And these canals that I mentioned, they were first built in the 1950s. And they're kind of extensions of the 
uh, Nirang River, and uh, you know they were just built and built and built, and I think they've stopped building them now. But um, you know, Sydney people from Sydney, uh, where I've been to a few times, when they heard we were going to the Gold Coast, as I intimated a bit at the beginning of the show, they kind of looked at us a bit strange. Uh, they kind of said, "Well, you know, it's a bit down market, it's a bit common," but actually, we came away with a very different feeling about it. Uh, certainly, you know, one of its most amazing things are the incredible beaches. It also is very striking along the shoreline. You have uh, these tall, modern buildings. It actually has a very striking shoreline, both because of the beach and the surf, but also the buildings. And this, you know, clearly within the whole Gold Coast, it's not all wonderful because there is an undercurrent of uh, rougher areas, you know, drug taking, uh, you know, kind of a less salubrious part as well, which you need to avoid. And I'll talk about that. It does feel very American. You've got this long, straight coastline with these tall buildings and canalways. So it does feel a bit of Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, if you took a picture sometimes and you ask people where it was taken, if they noticed that cars were driving on the left-hand side, I think people would probably think it is, you know, one of the, you know, one of those parts of Florida or somewhere like that in the United States. So it does really have that whole feel about it. The beaches are absolutely fantastic. I can't stress how beautiful the beaches are. The sand is soft. The waves are great. It's fabulous for surfing uh, or body surfing. It's very well patrolled by lifeguards. They really are, are in great control. Now, there's three main areas which are linked to beaches. You've got uh, Maine, which is probably the most upmarket spot. You've got Broad Beach, which is probably more family. Then you've got Surface Paradise, which is very party it's cheaper it's 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 a bit rougher then there's there's more than there's more than those but those are the three ones main uh, as i said more at market broad beach with more family lots of um you know self-catering places service paradise which is very loud and busy um so you have those beaches then you've got another part of gold coast which is where the theme parks are there's lots of theme parks and again they're grouped together so you've got dream world and white water world together You've then got Warner Brothers Movie World and Wet n Wild. Uh, then you've got Sea World, and there's a few others that I'll talk about a bit later. But there's, those are the three sort of main ones: Dream World and White Water World, Warner Brothers and Wet n Wild, and Sea World. And people will often come up uh, to the Gold Coast just for the theme park. So there's five day trips, and they'll take to the kids, you know, to the different parks each day. So you know, people sometimes just come for the theme parks, not just for the beach. Lots of big surfing competitions are held on the Gold Coast because the surf is so great. And the other thing, which is a little bit quirky but really interesting, is the Australian Sand Sculptor Championships are held in the Gold Coast. And it's three weeks of events. Um, so when we were there, they had a myths, legends, and fairy tales. And it was amazing. These sculptors are massive, uh, very intricate, and pretty impressive. Gold Coast is also very popular for retirees. There's lots of retirement complexes, particularly when you drive around a little bit uh, further inland, you'll find lots of lots and lots and lots of retirement complexes. So again, I guess it's a bit like Florida in the US because of the great weather and uh, uh, you know the lifestyle and and stuff. 2018 very important year because it's the Commonwealth Games and all around the town, the airport, there's these surfboard countdown uh, clocks. So who is the Gold Coast best suited for? It's definitely suited for 
as I already mentioned, theme park lovers. It's definitely suited for beach lovers and surfers. And it's also great for people looking for a weekend escape. And so certainly the weekends, lots of people come from Sydney and Melbourne. Families love it. Retirement people love it. Um, you know, So it's, it's suited for quite a, a wide range of people, basically people who are looking for either a bit of thrills at theme parks or looking for you know beach time in, in very clean, beautiful beaches. It's pretty easy to get there. I've already mentioned about the airport, but you can fly into the Gold Coast directly or you can fly into Brisbane. And if you're flying internationally and coming sort of in, you you have to go via Brisbane. Um, Although at the Gold Coast, you can fly directly from New Zealand. You can fly directly from Japan, Singapore or Malaysia. So you can actually fly direct to the Gold Coast internationally. So if you're coming from abroad, you know, through a hub in Singapore or something, you could actually fly directly to the Gold Coast if you wanted to. A lot of airlines services, you've got Qantas, Jetstar, which is the sort of low-priced uh, company uh, spin-off from Qantas, Virgin, Australia, and they fly direct from most cities in Australia because it is such a popular uh, spot. You'll find lots and lots of options in terms of, of getting there, and so some pretty uh, good prices because uh, there's quite a bit of competition. There's no cruise port in the Gold Coast, although it's constantly discussed because I think the Gold Coast see it as a really big opportunity. But the surfers don't like the idea at all. The environmentalists don't like it. So at the moment, uh, I can't see that changing. So the Gold Coast tends to be an excursion from Brisbane. um, And you you can obviously visit it from Brisbane. And I've obviously got a whole separate podcast uh, and show about Brisbane. But you can definitely do a tour from Brisbane. But do watch out. Traffic between Brisbane and the Gold Coast on the M1 can get very busy and slow, particularly at, at peak hour. So if you are going on an excursion, out of Brisbane and you have a cruise ship uh, with a, a time, it's probably worth going on a cruise uh, line excursion to make sure you don't miss uh, miss the boat. But it's certainly also uh, building a lot of time if you're heading back to the airport. Uh, we, we In the morning, you know, we thought we left lots of time and actually we we're flying out of Brisbane um, and it was quite tight actually getting to the airport. So what's the best time uh, to visit the Gold Coast? It's pretty nice all year round. It has very mild winters, which are June and July, because of course it's in the southern hemisphere, not the northern hemisphere. The rest of the time it's it's pretty good. So um, obviously summer's great. October to February is peak, packed at school holiday times. So you know late November to early December is a time definite to avoid. So end of November, early December, because this is when you get the school leavers descend on Surface Paradise for a two-week event, which is called Schoolies, which I guess is a bit like spring, sort of like a spring break in the US, but it's basically when people leave school and they head there and just go wild. There's lots of uh, parties, lots of celebrations, um, and it's uh, it's just a bit manic, so it's probably not a great time unless, of course, you're leaving school and you want to go for a wild, uh, crazy time. It's, it's a, obviously a good time to go. Now, in terms of where to stay, there is a lot of options, and it depends a bit where you're staying. So whether you're staying in Maine, Pool Beach, or Surface Paradise, they, they do differ, and prices uh, differ. Apartment and self-catering is very popular, and in, in many ways it's, it seems almost more of those options than hotel stays. We we stayed at a great place called Peppers on Broad Beach, which uh, was an apartment block, and it was great. It was very uh, reasonably priced, uh, a couple of blocks walking distance to um you know the beach uh, it was connected across the way to a great shopping center for groceries and all that sort of stuff uh great service really good so peppers broad beach those kind of places are, are really worth uh, staying at uh, there's also a casino hotel in broad uh, broad beach the uh, jupiter's casino hotel which is very 
Vegas-like. And of course, uh, in the Gold Coast is the Versace Hotel, the Versace Palazzo, which is, uh, uh, you, you know, a very well-known hotel and and very, very popular um, a place to stay as well. But self-catering and apartments, loads and loads of them. In uh, Service Paradise, there's lots of chain hotels and, and things like that as well. In terms of getting around, now, um, you can get a train from Brisbane Airport, actually, and it's pretty easy to get from. So if you're flying into Brisbane, not into the Gold Coast, uh, consider actually getting a train. So rather than hiring a car and all that stuff and worrying about getting back, you know, there's a very good train service uh, direct from Brisbane Airport, so that's something to, to know if you're not flying into the Gold Coast. You used to really need a car to get around, um, you know, Three quarters, seventy percent of people use a car to get to work. But in mid twenty fourteen, a tramway opened. It's a very extensive tramway, and the idea is to try and uh, you know get uh, certainly more tourists traveling around on the tramway from an eco perspective, a traffic perspective. So the tramway is is pretty good, and there's a bus system uh, as well. So, but if you're heading out to the theme parks and stuff, you probably need a car because they're a little bit out of town. Now I've spoken a bit about things to do, but let me go through those in a bit more detail and and tell you a little bit more about the things to do. Uh, for me, you know, the number one thing is is beaches. Um, fabulous surfing, great body surfing. As I mentioned, it's very well monitored. Um, it has, you know, uh, it, it's the, the centre for Australia's largest professional surf life saving service. There, um, they you must swim within the flags follow the rules where to swim and surf because you know the sea has a very strong currents etc so follow the rules and stick with it um uh, there are sharks uh, but there is the queensland shark control program which protects swimmers so they basically have nets and they catch them in nets they use baited drums offshore and sometimes you might see helicopters going up and down just uh, checking it is possible that if sharks come closer in and if their side of the sea is cleared but um you know, sometimes you'll see the helicopter and they basically keep it all pretty in check. And also on the beaches, you can get things like surfing lessons. Um, and it's uh, mag- it's magnificent. Love the beaches, as you can tell. Theme parks. That's the other big draw uh, card. You, my, my tip on theme parks is buy combination tickets. Uh, it's also important if you pre-book, you're going to get much better deals. It's slightly strange. You pre-book to get much better deals. But when you get there, you have to line up to get process so uh, they take your photo uh, and all that stuff but once you've got that pass once you've done it once you just pass in and it really speeds up getting in and out because particularly at busy times of the year you, you're going to queue in and out so having those passes are fantastic for, for getting in and out now in terms of the theme parks it's not like say some of the theme parks you might be used to in the united states which are also sort of more themed around shows or whatever. These are really roller coaster parks. So they're they're really, you know, if you've got to be a thrill seeker um, to enjoy them because almost everything is a roller coaster. There there's not a lot of non-roller coaster rides. So they're really designed for that. Now let me talk a little bit more about them. Dreamworld, which is the largest uh, one of all, and it's linked to the DreamWorks characters. There's eight crazy wild knuckle rides. There's some more uh, tame rides and they have uh, like DreamWorks experiences so World of Madagascar, Sh- uh, Shrek's Fair Fair Away, Kung Fu Panda, Land of Awesomeness and there's some kids stuff, Kids Wiggle World and Tiger Island where you can see tigers which is quite good fun. Um, then you know linked to that I've already mentioned you've got the um, the water park uh, uh, you know linked to that uh, which um, has thrill rides and really focusing on kids it's right next to dream world warner brothers movie world uh you have lots of characters around you have Catwoman doing a show scooby-doo willy wonka all those sort of people strolling around and as i said it's it's 
it's not really you know it's not ready for the non thrill ride person there's a stunt drive show there's some character shows there's a procession there's a 4D journey, which is quite good fun, to the Mysterious Island. Um, but then there's some amazing uh, rides, like the Superman Escape, which is incredibly fast. Uh, Arkham Asylum, um, you know, a few things like that. Now, both uh, Dreamworld and Warner Brother movies do actually have uh, production facilities. Uh, the sound stages aren't open to the public, so you don't get to see those. But they are kind of also active working um, studios. Uh, next to uh, Warner Brothers World is Wet n Wild, which have great rides. Uh, lots of lining up, so it's quite a good idea to go there first. But that's really good fun. And they have some you know, really uh, new, innovative, uh, uh, and quite exciting rides, and much more sedate rides as well. SeaWorld, very popular. That's much more in the Gold Coast. You've got your penguins, your polar bears, your dolphins, your shark. There's a, a, th- a thrill show on jet skis. You've got uh, a seal detective show, uh, which is quite good fun. Uh, where the seals play the detectives and it's got like an ecological and uh, overfishing message you've got the dolphin show you've got a couple of thrill rides uh, square bob pants parade and you can also book adventures like swimming with the dolphins or go on a shark encounter on glass bottom boats and they have little helicopter tours around sea world which can last anything from five minutes which will go over sea world uh, to 30 minutes which go over sea world and the coast um and so, you know, that's that's something to think about. The other thing which is quite popular is a thing called the Australian Outback Spectacular, which is out to, you know, by Warner Brothers and Wet n Wild. And it basically celebrates um, the famous horse uh, called Far Lap, Spirit of the Horse. And um, it, there's, a, there's a horse show and dinner and, and stuff, and that's quite uh, good fun for, for kids. The other thing which is great and I really liked was Q1. Q1 is a very tall building and they have the Sky Point viewing and the Sky Point climb as well where you can actually head up. It's in the broad beach part of the Gold Coast and the 77th floor is the viewing. And when it was opened, it was the world's highest residential tower. And there's different climbs you can do. So you can actually go on the um, climb where you can actually climb out and go up the sort of um, metal structure on uh, above the 77th floor, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, definitely not for the faint-hearted and people with good head for heights. But actually, the viewing, I would really recommend go the viewing because you get the most beautiful views, uh, you know, both north and south along the coast. You get to see a really good aerial perspective of what the Gold Coast looks like with all those uh, canals, etc. It's really, really recommended. And there's, there's a restaurant and stuff up there, and it's not that expensive to get up, so strongly recommended. The other thing I think you probably do need to visit, but with some caution, is Surface Paradise. Now, obviously, you'll see it if you're staying there, um, but uh, they do have the surfing competitions there. They have the sand sculpture competition. Uh, and also what they have is the very famous Surface Paradise meter maids, which have been going since 1965, which are some sort of scantily clad uh, ladies that will go around and make sure your meter doesn't expire so you don't get a ticket. And uh, they're always very popular uh, for people to pose with and take photographs of. Personally, uh, Surface Paradise is very loud. It's very busy. There's lots of clubs there. Um, it, it's boisterous. It's popular for stag parties. Um, it, you know, a lot of families do stay there because it's inexpensive. It's not a person, in my view, it's not the greatest place to take uh, kids to. It's much more of a sort of uh, people who don't mind a, a good old party. Um, but it's worth. It's definitely worth a, a visit to. Um, definitely, and particularly if there's something on. A couple of other um, activities which are worth considering. There's helicopter tours over the coast, and as I mentioned, it's very beautiful, and so that's worth considering. 
There's also hot air balloons over the sort of the inland where you go more of the foresty side. And whale watching um, from June to November, we can go out for half and full day uh, excursions to go and see the whales as they migrate um, from, uh, you know, to the Great Barrier Reef where they mate and and um, have their calves, I think. Do whales have calves? Anyway, their babies. And before they migrate uh, back. You can also go on cruises through the canal. So you might, you know, if you go up the Q1 and you're really intrigued in the canals, you can do and lunch and dinner cruises with a company called uh, Wyndham Cruises and they'll take you through and you'll get to see all the beautiful homes uh, along the canals. And you can also do a jet boat tours through the canals and then you head out to sea and do, you know, play, lark around. In terms of eating out, loads and loads and loads, loads of places to eat out. And what you'll tend to find is the restaurants are grouped together on different streets. So actually... Uh, like in a lot of holiday destinations, you know, the restaurants will kind of be grouped together. And you'll find in most places there'll be like a mix of different ethnic styles side by side. So if you're in the mood for Italian or Chinese or whatever, you'll find those um, there. Probably one of the nicest places to go uh, that we went to is a, is a place called, uh, it's an avenue called Tedder Avenue, T-E-D-D-E-R, which is a main beach where there's some very nice restaurants. So if you want something a little bit smarter, you know, head off to uh, Tedder Avenue. Um, the other thing is Oasis Towers, which is under Peppers on Elizabeth Avenue. Again, there's lots of really funky places to, to meet. They're very popular. And of course, in Surfer Avenue, there's just piles and piles and piles of uh, pedestrian miles uh, with loads of places, uh, you know, to, to eat there as well. So there you are. That's all my tips, advice and thoughts on the Gold Coast. As I mentioned, a lot of people were kind of like, mm, not sure you're going to really like the Gold Coast, but I thought it was great. I uh, uh, had a lot of fun there. It was a great place to go and unwind. Uh, very relaxed, uh, very informal, uh, amazing beaches, really good fun at the theme parks. And again, you have those other bits and pieces um, of, of things to do. So that's all about uh, the Gold Coast, and hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, if this is the first time you've listened to it, be great if you subscribe, or if you are a subscriber, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review. And uh, the easiest way to do that is uh, if you're an iTunes user, go to tipsfortravelers.com slash iTunes TFT, Stitcher, tipsfortravelers.com slash Stitcher TFT, or if you want to use TuneIn Radio, it's tipsfortravelers.com slash tune in tft and that'll take you straight there and you can subscribe or leave a review and i'd really really appreciate it if you did that because it helps me enormously so if you're heading off to the gold coast and that's the reason you're listening uh, to this podcast i hope you have a fabulous time but if you're not it's happy safe travels until next time mm-hmm.